Bonjour, and welcome to Podcast Without Seat. Should I read do that? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Podcast But Outside. It's episode 64? Yeah, sure. We never yes, we yes, never. yes, it is. It's episode 64 of our show. Um, this is an, another episode where we had uh, listeners send in stories, and then we listened to those stories, and it inspired us to tell our own stories, mm-hmm. and it also inspired us to run for president, and yep. uh, we're following in the footsteps of Kanye West, who is also running for president, mm-hmm. and Cole and I are running uh, for, for prep. Running, running for precedent, precedent is what I mean. Yeah, we're running around the street to. Set you up. can, yeah, you can send your ballots. Actually, we opened a oh. PO box. All right, that's true. So you can send it to PO box two seven zero five two in LA, California, area code or zip code nine zero zero two seven. You can make that out to I think podcast, but outside. Or I mean, ignore the cold. ballot thing and the whole presidential thing. We have a PO box, and if you want to send us anything, you can. Your, t- your COVID tests, your spit samples, we'll analyze those. No, no, nothing biohazard. No biohazard uh, stuff. They said that, when, remember you signed a form and it said no biohazard. Right. So yeah. any non-biological, non-hazardous materials can be sent to our P.O. box if you want us to see it. I mean, I don't know what people would send. I mean, what do you expect people to send, Cole? Well, I only had spit and like saliva stuff in mind, so I can't do that. Thinking of just closing it now. PO Box two seven zero five two, Los Angeles, California nine zero zero two seven. Let's fill that thing up with spit. Let's fill it up. Uh, in this episode, I tell a story that I deeply regret telling, and I've decided to cut it out of the episode uh, because it doesn't need to be public. But I will post it on Patreon. Uh, it's because it's a little more private. It so. just makes Cole look bad, and he wants to look good, so he's going to put it behind the paywall. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great story. I love it. And I definitely feel bad for those people who lost their lives, but... Well. Well. But, no, no one died. Well, I mean... Okay. That's not how I would look at the story. But yeah, if you want the dirt on how bad... Oh, that was a did bug. Did you see that? Yeah, it was a big bug. I thought you spit at me or no, something. No, a big old bug. If you want the dirt on how bad Cole can be, uh, subscribe to our Patreon, get access to that, and tons of other bonus stuff. Mm-hmm. Hope everyone's doing well. Our lives are good and normal. Yep, and nothing else to report about that. Well, enjoy merch the episode. Our, merch on our website, too. Yes. We just got a new label maker for merch, so we really want to get those yeah, shirts shipped out. to use it. I want to use it, so okay. please buy some stuff. All right. <laughs> All right. Enjoy. Enjoy the episode. Oh, music is by someone. And that person, his name is in this email. His name is Jared Nuve. N-U-E-V-E. Jared Nuve. Sib- Sibilance Records is what also the email said. And Nuve he, alert. Yeah. And it said, uh, he said, hi, this track is exactly one minute long. I'm sorry. So the track might be playing now because it's too long. I'll, I'll cut it down to about 40 seconds. Okay. It's going to go cut. Enjoy the episode. Enjoy the song. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Podcast But Outside. Wait, I have to say it. Okay, go. Hello, and welcome to Podcast But Outside. All right, introduce yourself. No, you wanted to talk. Keep talking. That is Andrew Michon, and I am host Hirsch. What? If you think you can just do it yourself, do it. No, I just want to say the first line. Because it's just the way we do things. Yeah. You know, we also used to do things where women couldn't vote, and we changed it. You're mad about it? Yeah. Well, welcome to this episode. Uh, it's a story time episode. We had, we've done this in the past, and then we had a bunch of extra stories, so we just thought, well, let's shift the table 90 degrees <laughs> and shoot another episode with all the extra stories that we had. We're here in the middle of the desert. We're in Joshua Tree. Yes. And we are super isolated. No one's around us. You should know, it's still amidst a pandemic. pandemic, So we can't interact with people. People are illegal, but it's okay to do this in the middle of the desert. We got a great fan base out there willing to send us their wacky stories. And there's a butterfly. 
Butterfly. What was saying? We got what? I was going to say, we got some Zonky fans. Yeah, we, we got, got some s- wacky Zonky, Hilaire Bear, La- LMAO, Raffle fans out there. Cole is under an umbrella. <laughs> I am under the sun, so I might be kind of hot. Maybe I should hold it, and then it'll cover us both. Huh. Yeah, so it's uh, story time. Story time. Let's get Adderall. It, let's get it going. An umbrella and diesel jeans. You want to type in the password? Um, sure. It's my laptop. So okay. See if you can guess. What do you think the password is? What are you typing? I don't want to say. Oh. But okay. it was wrong. It I'll, was wrong. You want to type it in? Uh, I'll type it in again, okay. I guess. Sure. A N. Uh huh. D. Okay. R. Yes. E. Okay. W. Okay. S. Okay. A. Okay. S. Okay. S. Okay. S. F. R. E. N. C H T A S T E. What's that? Andrew's ass French taste. Oh. Oh, it didn't work? No. All right, did I get it wrong? It okay. Yeah, you did it wrong. Interesting. There we go. There we go. Story video explanation point. Sounds enticing. Okay, story video. This is by Rebecca Thimesh. Thimesh. Okay. So when I was six, I grew up in Phoenix, which is um, not a place for children at all. No children should be there. And I was at this place called Castles and Coasters, which is the like low budget theme park of Phoenix, Arizona. And they're famous for a ride called Desert Storm. And I'm with my friend Morgan and her mom. That's us right now. Again, we're six. We're walking by the ride and there's a guy, he's like smoking a cigarette and he's like, do you guys want to ride the ride? And Morgan's mom is like, this makes sense. So we're like, yeah. He, it's, there was a turnstile to go into the ride and he just lifted us over it. And Morgan's mom again was like, yeah. He puts me in the seat of the roller coaster and I look down and the bar's already down. So I'm sitting on top of the bar and I look up and we're moving. And I look to my side and Morgan's not in the roller coaster. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die. Um, and they ended up, I mean, I'm alive. They rescued me. They stopped there. So there's a loop really soon after you take off and you do it like slowly. So I just would have so like just been so dead, but they saved me. Apparently it happens all the time. So they were like, uh, unfazed. They were like, yeah, she's fine. Um, (laughs) my mom was not thrilled. I was never allowed to hang out with Morgan again, but that is how I, um, get to tell people that I'm a desert storm veteran. So. <laughs> wow. Wait, what, why was that Morgan's fault? Cause Morgan's mom let her. Oh, um, so some, it was a guy who worked on the ride or some yeah, random some creep. Guy. Some guy was like, you want to ride the ride? And they put her on above the bar. Yikes. Yikes. Any uh, roller coaster stories besides the time that we went on with Brent and he lost his wallet and keys or something? By the way, Brent is so crazy that like, he called me the other day because he listened to that episode and he's like, that's not how it happened. You told it wrong. <laughs> and he's like, when I come on the show, I want to set the record straight and tell this story exactly how it happened. I'm like, well, what did I, what did I get wrong? And he's like, well, on the show, you said that I was like, oh, I can't enjoy the ride. Oh, my keys. When in reality, I was like, oh, my keys. I can't enjoy the ride. I'm like, oh, so the tone was wrong. <laughs> he's like, well, yeah, the tone was all wrong and it makes it seem like I was thinking about it in this way. And I'm just kind of like, dude, <laughs> if that's your beef with the story that I got the tone wrong. Wow. Jesus. Get the tone right, buddy. Um, when I was really young, um, I used to go to this uh, amusement park called Great America, Six Flags Great America in the Bay Area. And it used to be Paramount Great America, owned by Paramount Movie Studios. And anyway, well, my, name dad, drop. my dad wanted to ride all like the cool, fun rides with me, but I was too short. So he would dress me in cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. <laughs> So I would pass the 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 too tall for this thing. But you're not allowed to wear hats. Look, they somehow let me do it. Whoa. I had a cowboy boot and a cowboy hat, which I've never worn in my life. He bought them specifically so that I could get past the safety restriction for the <laughs> ride. And he let me ride rides that were too dangerous for me. Yeah, it's roller coaster. Those aren't just arbitrary rules. I hear you, but Daddy wanted to ride the ride, and he and the only way to do it was if I could do it as well. Otherwise, I had no one to watch me. Wow. What about you? My favorite ride as a kid was the Dumbo ride. It was called Geauga Lake, but then it turned into Six Flags. 
So your amusement park customers are Six Flags just like mine. Yeah. They're monopoly and they're sucking the lifeblood out of these independent, paramount-owned <laughs> amusement parks. But it's Bugs Bunny and Looney Tunes, which makes it kind of okay. Mine was like that too. Yeah. Interesting. You know what I've been thinking lately? I want to see a live-action Looney Tunes movie. Interesting. Like, I'm talking about like... Not like Who Framed Roger Rabbit stuff? Not like Who Framed Roger Rabbit or the other like Space Jam stuff. But like I'm talking like the grotesque, like cats, oh. like like the cats musical. Right. That's what I want to see, and I want to have like real actors playing, like, you know, because I think uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad, or better call Saul, uh, the Mike Mike oh, Ermintrout. Mike, Mike He'd be a great Elmer Fudd. He'd be perfect. <laughs> oh, I see. I think I think, yeah. But like it's like you know like the Grinch or like I like uh, it. Or you know, cats, the mu- the musical cats, I where, like it. where it's disturbing to look at. I think Chris Rock would be a really good Bugs Bunny. I like it. I think Gilbert Gottfried would be a good Daffy Duck. Hey, let's get it going. Let's get it going, y'all. Oh my God! Tell me, Tweety Bird would be um, Mike Tyson, just his head on a tiny little body, because he speaks <laughs> like he he can't he talks like this a little bit. You know? Yeah, you got a lisp. Oh, I got to see that. Okay, let's make it. Like grungy Looney Tunes, like dark, gritty. Well, there was that movie. You got to talk into the mic, home fry. Oh, I said something very inappropriate. What? Mm, I don't want to repeat it. Oh, cause, oh, yeah, you didn't say it into the didn't mic. Didn't say it into the mic. All right, well, hey, I like I liked her story. Yeah. She rocks. Rebecca rocks. Rebecca rocks. Let's move on. Next story. Next story. Dicks on a plane. Parentheses. Wild story. By Catherine Talian. 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 Taliban. Taliban. Catherine Taliban. Hello, Andrew and Cole. I am going to tell you about how I saw a dick on a plane. Oh. It's 2015. I'm 19. I'm on a flight from New York to Dubai on the way to Australia to visit my long-distance boyfriend, now fiance. It is the first time I have ever flown that long by myself. It's like nine hours into the flight. I'm exhausted. I want to go to sleep. I'm in economy. The seats are very close together. I'm on the aisle seat. This guy is in the middle seat, and he's slightly reclined. So there's a perfect diagonal beam of phone light shining on my face. So I close my eyes to try to get some sleep, and then obviously I can't because his phone light is shining directly in my eyes. So I open my eyes. Boom. He's sexting on the plane, which, like, good for you. I have no idea how you can be that horny nine hours into a flight, but I I respect the grind, I guess. So they're just talking, they're being sexual or whatever, and he is saying, like, I can't wait to sniff your crotch, which is like, okay, um, if that's what you're into, I'm not going to judge, I'm not going to yuck your yum, but okay. And then his partner sends him a dick pic, which I see, <laughs> despite not really wanting to see. So I feel bad about intruding on their private moment and I just kind of shrugged it off and pretended like it didn't happen, but this is my secret confessional to you guys that I saw this random stranger's dick pic on a plane. And now the knowledge is yours. Do with it what you will. I like your podcast. Thanks for making it. See ya. First of all, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, so Okay, so she saw a picture of a dick on a plane. Yeah, her yeah, her picture, her thing was a little misleading. Mm-hmm. Clickbait, clickbait, a little bit of a clickbait. A little we bit fell of a dick it. bait. A little bit of a dick bait, a click dick bait, and we fell for it. Man, that reminds me of a very good story. Unless you got one. No. This is in Portland in like 2011 or 12, and my friends were visiting town and staying with me. Uh, I was like, they were all people who had worked on Portlandia season one, and they mm-hmm. came up for the rap party or something. And it was like DJ Doug Pound and my friend Bill Benz and Dan Longino, like they're all directors now and, and Doug does his own stuff and we've done their podcast. Anyway, and we were walking home from a bar, walking to my house. They were all staying with me and I don't understand. I still don't understand how it even happened, but I think maybe one of them like went to pee in a bush or for some reason, like this bush was like delved into and we found a phone. Mm. And it was like an iPhone. And it's like 2012, so whatever iPhone was out then. And we took it home and we charged it. And we're just trying to like figure out whose phone it was. And then somehow we ended up like opening up a text thread because there was a bunch of texts from a person. Mm-hmm. And it was like 
the funniest sexting I've ever heard. Mm. And it was like pages and pages of it. We just read all of it, which <laughs> is maybe not appropriate. But I don't know. We also just found this phone. It was like a random person to us. And dude, the texts were so funny. Like, he was like, he was like, I want to jackhammer you. It was a guy's phone and he was talking to a girl. He's like, I want to jackhammer you like crazy. It's a construction site and everyone's working overtime. <laughs> And then, and then he, and he said, and then at one point he's like, "I want to get on a plane with you and just fuck you in the cockpit," which is like, when is that? <laughs> when are you ever in the cockpit of a plane? And then at one point he goes like, "I want to put two fingers in your butt and two fingers in your p- like that, like that Spock weirdo." Or no, he said Spack. <laughs> like he goes like that Spack weirdo or whatever. <laughs> said Spack, and he called him a weirdo. It was like you're the one bringing Sp- Spock, Spock into, into this your, into your and, foreplay, and you're criticizing him. And calling him a weirdo. Wow. And there were just pages and pages of sex that were so funny. And then the craziest part is we're reading all these and they were so funny to us. And then somehow we like, I don't know if it was on Instagram or somehow we ended up finding this guy's name. And it turns out he's friends with Doug's roommate in, in LA. So Doug's roommate in LA was a BMX biker, and he knew this guy from the BMX biking scene. Whoa. And and then we found this guy and gave him his phone. Did you tell him what you read? No. Whoa. Was, um, they were so... But Oh, man, the specific details of them were so funny. Are you sure they weren't, like, comedians? Like, no, 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 no. Doing no, it no, ironically? No, no, no. He had never met this girl. They, like, met online, and they lived in separate towns, and they had been, like, sexting and sexting forever about hanging out. Whoa. But there was never any pictures. It wasn't, like, explicit. It was just all words. Huh. But it was, like, some of the, like, some of the details were just so funny oh yeah like that like that spack i think he said honestly i think he said like that spack from star trek (laughs) (laughs) or i think he actually said star wars i mean it was just like he just was getting references wrong it was so funny next story yeah let's hear it let's see this umbrella is a lifesaver by the way thank you yeah it's are they gonna be able to see our faces no let's do liz okay liz whedon liz i think her video in her video is titled img underscore eight four two five dot mov so that sounds kind of like a juicy one. Okay, hi, my name is Liz. I'm gonna try and make this super quick. I'm at work right now. Um, but my story is gonna be about, it's a, it's a ghost story actually. Um, when I was in like high school, my mom went to a consignment shop and when she did, um, she got like this Ouija board <laughs> because the consignment shop couldn't take it. Like they couldn't resell it. So they just gave it to my mom. Yeah. And when she brought it home, I was like, oh, maybe I should just have, like, a fun night and, like, have some friends over and play Ouija board because that's, like, a thing to do, apparently, in high school. Anyways, so I do. I have two friends come over, and we start playing it. We turn off the lights, and we actually, like, light candles, which is, like, not a good thing to do, apparently. And... (laughs) Why? You have to ask the board questions fire. about like itself. Like you can't ask like when you like you personally are gonna like die or something. Cause it's it's just next not Wednesday, good. Liz. Yeah. And so we started doing it. And the first thing I said is like, "Hey, is anybody here? If so, move to yes." It moved to yes, and we're like, "Okay." So then I was like, "What are your initials?" And <laughs> it spelled out G A Y. And we were just like, "Okay." What goodbye. does that spell? So then we did the same sure. thing. I was like, anybody here moves? Yes. I said, well, what are your initials? And it spells out, sorry, but it spells out F-A-G. What does that spell? And we all look at each other and we're like, this is not good. Just so happens that the two guys that I was playing with were gay. And <laughs> it was just really, really bad. It was a really bad situation. And we tried saying goodbye. Like my friend Cassie was trying to do like, um, verses out of like the bible or something to like get rid of this demon because it was saying that it thing? wasn't gonna leave like this kind of <laughs> stuff also it was like the board was repeating which is like a really big no-no anyways so the next day i go to like look at my um my snapchat because i took one that that night or the night before and as i was editing it there were um, glowing eyes yeah. in oh. a doorway to like our laundry room <sighs> And you guys, I don't know how it got there. I don't know what happened. Even when we were doing the Ouija board, my friend Cassie was like, go look at the temperature. So we did. I did. And guys, it was 66.6. Wow. No, thank you. I ran into my mom's room crying because I was like, please help me with this, please. So she did. And we talked to some people from like the Titanic or something. But anyways, it doesn't really matter. Please don't do Ouija board. It's bad. Uh, I don't do it anymore. 
please don't. Thank you. Whoa, that happened to me when when I mean I've told my Ouija board stories on here before. Well, we did a Ouija board in a cemetery. Things got weird. Uh, we I did encounter like somewhat that she said like just like it was like a young like dead like fourteen year old who was like trolling us and he was just, just kept saying gay and stuff and just being like a child like an angsty teen i mean i think it's just that you guys are playing with angsty teens uh i don't i mean you say that you say that as if it's a fact that you talk to a 14 year old dead kid but uh, i don't know none of us were like that though that's the thing like it was well but your secret your truth came out but no we took a picture um and then the next day i uploaded it and there was all these orbs all around us like all like these little lights surrounding us interesting the thing about Ouija boards to me is it's like, okay, so you're dead and you're, a, and you're a ghost or a spirit. And the main way that you can communicate with humanity is with a cardboard board made by, made by Milton Bradley. It's just <laughs> like, why? that doesn't make any fucking sense. I don't think it was made, I don't think it started with Milton Bradley. It started, probably started with like witchcraft or something. But it's or like just like, people. I mean, it's like, look, I, I'm not saying I, I mean, I definitely don't believe in a Ouija board, but it's like. Just the idea that that's the way you're able to communicate is like moving this felt-tipped piece of plastic. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. seems so silly. Yeah. Do you believe in ghosts? Mm, I would say no. Okay. The thing about ghosts and stuff is it's like, I think I've heard someone say this before. It's like, oh, so all the ghost sightings and ghost weird situations also happen to be in creepy buildings. It's just like, it's like you never see a ghost right here in Joshua Tree at, at you know 3 p.m. It's just like... It's such a funny coincidence that ghost stories always happen to happen in creepy spaces yeah. at night. Well, because there's history behind there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, they're never going to be in a nice new house because it's new and nothing has happened there in the past. But so ghosts are confined to the places where they died? I think sometimes. They're confined you're just, you just to, straight up believe in ghosts? I think so. Hmm. I think they're confined to where, like, memories or events happened. Because time isn't linear, so it's like constantly repeating itself. So that's where they are. Mm. So you don't think it's a sentient thing that has died. You think it's like a more kind of existential, philosophical time thing. Kind mm-hmm. of. Okay, so you think yeah, it's more I th- like... I think everything is overlapping constantly. Okay, that I, I'm down for that. Because uh, time is definitely not linear. But I think it's... Yeah, what I think do you mean definitely? Like it's, it's just... It, it doesn't... There's too much. <laughs> there's too much at once for it to be so logical that it only goes forward. You know what I mean? Mm, I get. I don't know. I hear you. You can just take it for a second because my hand's getting tired. Ow. Sorry. I'm in the hot sun again. Like there's probably like... I like that interpretation of ghosts. I had never heard that before and that I like. That I can get down with. Yeah. I don't. So, so ghosts are... It's not like you die and become a ghost. It's like if someone comes to this spot... In a uh-huh. hundred years, there might be like the kind of imprint of us mm-hmm. in this moment doing our epic yes. podcast. There's probably like dinosaurs walking around us right now that we can't see. But right. like, you know, it's like. I like that. Uh, yeah. I, and I think if there's like a energy strong enough or like an emotional energy strong enough that radiates, it can, <laughs> it can like, yeah, it can like permeate time. <laughs> Let's cry really hard so that in oh, the future. We're haunting people. We're haunting people. Let's go. <laughs> Well, what if that shows up on like someone else's podcast? Like it captures it captures <laughs> the audio like years from it now. It was such raw emotions from the two of us. Okay, I like that. Cool. I like that. That was that was, that was sick. Thanks, Liz. Thanks, Liz. That was good. Uh, let's do uh, see what Gabby has to say. Alrighty, hello, welcome to story time. So this story is from a couple months ago. Basically, I was driving around with a friend from high school, and we're having a grand old time, okay? I'm really, really digging the vibes. Good vibes. Okay, friendship vibes. (laughs) Make that very clear. Friendship vibes. So, we... It gets to the end of our time together, okay? Okay, and he's dropping me off at my house, and... Sounds like he got (sighs) friend-zoned. Look at that feeling. That's like, something's coming. And I don't want it to come. So we stop, okay. And he turns to me and he goes, before you leave, I have something I need to ask you. And I was like, okay. So he goes, can I kiss you? (laughs) 
And you know how like a, a regular person has normal options? Like, no, I don't think of you in that light. Or even just like getting out of the car and saying nothing. <laughs> I went with secret option number four. And so I turned to him and I gave him a fist bump. Anyway, he's in a relationship and I am currently single. So, yep. You ever get fist bumped? <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Huh. I've been going to all these protests and I just go up to pretty much every person of color I see. I say, sup, brother? And I do a fist bump and no one has hit me back. Well, I know. That's kind of rude. That they're not hitting me back? Yeah. I know. I say, sup, brother? And I do that and oh. they don't give me any. Yeah, it's weird you're not getting like a positive response from that. They're not. They just they just mean mug me and walk away. They what? Mean mug. What is that? They look at me mean. Oh, okay. They go, and they walk away. Oh, okay. I thought it never mind. It sucks. So I have done not gotten a fist bump yet. Yeah. Am I doing something wrong? No. Are they? I, I would, no, I would just keep doing what you're doing. Maybe like put more like of an accent on. Oh, like brother? Yeah, like more. Okay. How do you mean? Just, you know what I mean. I don't want to, I don't want to do it because I don't want you to feel jealous at like. Oh, how good my, you are. Of how good I am at it. Okay. I can do that next time. Any awkward first kisses? You need to get the microphone in your face, brother. Uh, brother. <laughs> <laughs> any awkward first kiss? Anyone? Anyone? I haven't trying done to that. I haven't done that yet. Yeah. Wish I had stories about that. All right. How about this one? The time I accidentally blew up a van by Matt D I capital V. What up, guys? So Nothing. when I was like fifteen. Uh, it was the last day of 10th grade and me and my friends decided to get drunk and so we had someone buy us you know like four locos and everything and so at night you know we're all drinking and everything and we used to go to this pizza place and we were kind of friends with the owner and everything and so outside the pizza place they had a van that was always unlocked that they didn't use and everything and so we're like all right let's go chill in there so we're drinking in there and one of my friends is smoking cigarettes and he's just ashing like on the floor of the van so we think nothing of it and we go outside we're running around the parking lot just being stupid drunk 15 year olds and we look over and there's smoke coming out from the bottom of the van and we just see like a flicker inside and everyone's like oh my god and so my friend's house was maybe like two minutes from where we were and so Again, being 15, we all run back to the house and we're all sitting in the basement and everyone's kind of bugging out because we're like, holy shit, we set the van on fire. And then all of a sudden, we're, we just feel the explosion from the van because, again, we were close to it and everyone was just like, oh, my God. And I remember going outside and standing on his driveway and you just see the sirens and you hear them and everything. And there's so much smoke in the air. And so I'm freaking out. And I figure the cops are going to come. So I call my mom and I'm like, oh, we blew up the van. And she picks me up and I tell them. And basically I get grounded for the rest of high school. And the next day my friend goes, tells the owner what happened. And his response was, eh, the van was a piece of shit anyway. And nothing came of it. And I got grounded for nothing. Damn. Wow. Grounded for two years? How do you even keep that up? Yeah. That's crazy. It sounds like more of an effort to keep someone grounded than it is to yeah, be let, grounded. I know. Just let them free. Let that baby fly free. Oh. I like that story, though. And Ooh, everything. Man. And everything. You ever been grounded in a big way? Mm, no. I Not really a huge way. I've always managed to slip through the cracks because it was never my fault. Nice. What are you looking at? I'm facing behind because I'm so hot. Oh, man. <laughs> no, just give me a second. It's like the heat of the midday sun here. Yeah, I just, I, I, um, I was the last kid that my mom raised. Um, so I think she just didn't. But she did have others after you, right? Yes, yes, but she just didn't raise them. But I think she just d didn't really care. So I never, I don't think I ever got grounded. Yeah. I definitely did stuff to get in trouble. Um, you know, I was kind of a punk kid in certain ways, but I was also smart and got good grades and like did well in school. So mm. I was kind of like in between extremes, you know? Yeah. 
And um, but I never I don't think I ever got in trouble or I never got grounded. I definitely did stuff to get in trouble. I remember one time when I was in fourth grade, my friend and I, we decided to like play zombies. Mm -hmm. So we went to the grocery store and we would like hide behind like piles of like like, you know, produce and things. Mm -hmm. And we would be on the ground on all fours and we'd sneak out and bite people's legs, (laughs) (laughs) like actually bite them. And I remember we, we bit my friend's dad's leg and he got so mad at us. Oh my God. He was, and we would like hide in like the freezer and stuff and <laughs> jump out and bite people. <laughs> we were like really crazy. Wow. It was so funny, man. It was so funny. Jeez. Uh, I'm trying to think. I thought I had something to add. Oh, Four Locos. That used to be my only drink in college was only Four Locos. Because they were cheap, and you could get it from the Seven Eleven where they didn't check fake IDs, really. Hmm. Yeah. Was this after they kind of changed the formula? Because for a while, they had, like, caffeine and all right. sorts of crazy stuff. Right. Like, when right. I was in college, they had stuff like that, but then they changed the formula. Yeah, I think it. I think it, I had the changed version. Yeah, which is still loco. Still loco. Yeah, it was like a three loco. Quattro crazy. Oh, is that what you called it? Mm-hmm. I like that. Thanks. It's like sexy. It's um, a sexy name. We need to up the energy, okay, folks? We're out here tired. We've been out for a couple hours. It's time to up it. Yeah. Energy mode. Oh, energy drink for Loco. Uh, okay. Okay, next one. Jail in a foreign country. Ooh, I like that. This is by Sarah Harris. Hey, everyone. My name is Sarah, and last year I um, spent three months in Guinea. And I celebrated my birthday two months early because we all just agreed that we would do that and pretend it was my birthday. And um, it was really fun. I had cake and everything, lots of Ciroc. Um, this girl was doing bicycle abs in the club. It was really fun. And um, then we eventually went home. And what we failed to realize is that our driver was also consuming a lot of Ciroc. And I remember sleeping in the car and then waking up and being pulled out, looking at the car, um, which was like stuck in a ditch with all the tires, like kind of exploded a little bit and the car like all smashed and literally saying out loud, oh, that doesn't look right. That's not good. What happened? And being told we were in a car accident, you idiot. Um, It was a head on collision with another car because our driver was drunk. And the worst part, well, it's not the worst part, but uh, another element is it was right in front of the police station. And um, there aren't really driving laws, but that's a pretty bad thing to do. So we were all detained for like four hours um, and they were just kind of like smoking and arguing, trying to like get us out. And I just remember at one point this girl stole my shoes to run back to the club to um, tell them what happened. And yeah, don't drink and drive anywhere, but also in a foreign country. So, <laughs> thanks. Hmm. Maybe I should stop drinking and driving. I t- always told you, choose one. I keep telling you. Yeah, well, I, well, I never remember you telling me. Um, but, ever been in a car wreck? Yeah, I have, but one thing about her story is like, when she says she was detained and then her friends borrowed her shoes to run back to the club, it's like, you weren't that detained, girl. Yeah. What's up with that? What is up with that? I keep. Bar- I like to borrow your shoes to run to the club. To borrow my shoes? Yeah, sometimes I borrow your shoes to run to the club, you know? I guess so. Car accident? Yeah, I've been there. Been there, done that. What about you? Uh, I've been in a f- fender, in one fender bender. Oh, how bend did the fend get? Uh, it wasn't that bad, but over the span of six months after not getting it fixed, my entire front bumper was dragging on the ground. Was recently? Yeah, it was when I, it was the first year moving in LA, because I had to relearn how to drive out here. Yeah, it's difficult. Because I only drove for like a year and a half in high school, and then I moved to Chicago for four right. years, five years where I didn't need a car, and then I had to get a car here. And then, bad at driving. Mm. When I was in college, I visited my college girlfriend at her hometown, and I think I had, like ju- I had just flown in, so like we hadn't seen each other for like a month or two or something because of the summer, and I landed. We were driving home from the airport, mm. and we were like making out at a stoplight or something. Gross. No, it was awesome. Yeah. And she um, just somehow messed up and took her foot off the brake and we hit the car in front of us. (laughs) It was pretty cool. Kissing? Yeah, we were kissing too hard. Whoa. Yeah, it was awesome. You're bumping lips and bumping cars. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It's pretty hot. Thanks, dude. I've gotten in some car accidents. My car, my car was totaled a couple years ago. Someone oh, hit, me, hit right. me from behind. But overall, I mean, whatever. Next story. Uh, let's see what Cam has to say. Oh, yeah. Cam intern sent someone in. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. So I'm in a 7-Eleven my sophomore year of college, and I was getting a nice tea with my friend. Oh, sorry. And these guys come in. Um, Where is he? And they're, like, drunk out of their mind, and they start, they see me, and they're like, Yo, that's Chris. That's Big Dick Chris. And I was like, what? That's not me. And they're like, yeah, that's you. That's Chris. And they're like yelling at the cashier like, that's Big Dick Chris. And I was like, no, I'm not Chris. And they're like, well, oh, and you know, the guy's almost like breathing down my neck. And he's like, well, okay, but you, you look like Chris. You look like Big Dick Chris. He's her friend. And I was like, that's nice. Um, and then the, he says, he says, you know, we, we call him Shrimp Dick Chris sometimes as a joke because... Uh, in, in actuality, he has a really big dick, not a small dick. Um, and, you know, I, I told him I wasn't Chris, and they were fine with that. And, you know, I left, and um, I don't know. It's, at first, I was kind of shocked by them, but then, um, I don't know. There's something special about being big dick Chris, even if it was just for a couple minutes. That was beautiful. Thanks, Cam. Yeah. I got to admit, when when we first met Cam, I thought he was Big Dick Chris. Yeah. We well, we thought we hired Big Dick Chris. Yes, yes, because Big Dick Chris emailed us as being an intern. Mm-hmm. And I think we said yes to both, and we just said whoever shows up first. Mm-hmm. And we thought it was Big Dick Chris based on how right. he looked. Uh-huh. But then it turned out to be Cam. Right. Who would definitely not be Dick. Definitely not Big Dick Chris. I went to a party in New York. This is like right after college. I was visiting a friend. I was at this party in New York. And I was talking to this girl at the party and she was just like a friend of a friend or something. And she's like, this is so weird. She's like, I went to high school with that guy over there. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, it's so weird. Cause it's like, this is not people from my high school at this party. Like, I didn't go to high school in New York, but like, I went to high school with that guy. It's so strange. And I was like, Oh really? Tell me everything about him. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And so she told me all this information about him that he was like, you know, did a lot of, pl- he acted in the plays and you know, she told me some of the plays that he acted in and all this stuff. And so I went up to him and I was like, you know, I knew his name. I knew what high school he went to and all that stuff. I was like, I was like, Mike. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, Mike, Mike Miriam. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, Mimirinic High School, class of 08. And he goes, yeah. And I go, it's me. And he's like, what? I'm like, it's me, Bones. <laughs> he's like, what? I don't. And I'm like, Bones, I did tech on, you know, Midsummer Night's Dream oh or whatever. And he's like, oh, uh, I'm like, I did tech on a Midsummer Night's Dream. I, I remember you played Lysander or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, Bones. What's up, Bones? And I was like, dude, it's so crazy to see you. What have you been up to? And then we just like talked for a bunch. And he's like, we're just like, he's like updating me about people who work on the plays and oh stuff. And we talked for like a while. And then like, you know, we talked for like 15, 20 minutes about high school, like where everyone was at and mm-hmm. stuff. And then I just said, like, goodbye or whatever. And then the rest of the party, he, like, got drunker and drunker. And, like, whenever he passed me, he's like, Bones! Are you doing Bones? He kept calling me Bones and stuff. I, like, implanted this memory in his brain that there was, like, a tech guy named Bones. Wow. And I I go, I go, it's me, Bones. He's like, what? I'm like, I used to be really fat. That's why everyone called me Bones. I lost a lot of weight. He's like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up, man? (laughs) It was so funny. Wow. In college, I would always get drunk and i would just lie to everybody i would just troll everybody me too i, I think i've always been an agent of chaos and maybe you heard too yeah i was like it got to the point where like i was just taking on whole different identities it's and like fun. just telling people my, i'd always say my name is eric i'd always like just i don't know just completely mess with people and then uh yeah then well then truthfully then vine happened and you just did your own stuff there. <laughs> no, and then I couldn't lie to people. Oh, because people knew you. Yeah, it was uh. really weird. It it kind of stopped being fun. That's funny. Because I could get away with anything. Right. Like I could just say anything and get away with anything, and yeah. no one would know who I was. I still will lie about like if I'm at a restaurant or like if I'm like ordering food at a deli, I'll just like use a fake name. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like why not in a way, right. you know, Gunther. I'll just say I'm Gunther. <laughs> Just go, why not, you know? Yeah, one time at like a pizza place, it said my name was, I think like, King Robert Stark of the North or something. <laughs> I like that. When I when I was in college, a lot of college stories here, but I guess this is just what is implanted in my brain. 
but my friend um like my close friend kevin who i think listens to the show he um he shaved his beard and he had a beard like all of college Mm -hmm. and he looked like a totally different person he just like looked like a different like i just thought for sure it was a different person and then my friend alex was coming back from the summer and so everyone was coming back from the summer that day to hang out or whatever and they were all hanging out my house and i was like kevin let's just pretend that you're someone else and I, i think alex would not know that it's you and kevin and alex were very good friends and so alex shows up and she's like, where's Kevin? I'm like, oh, he's not here. I'm like, oh, this is my friend Mark. Like, he's visiting from L.A. And he was like, kind of did this whole accent. He's like, what's up? I'm Mark. I'm just from L.A. I'm just in town. I'm, just, I'm a playwright. And we hung out for like two hours. And she did not know that it was Kevin. And she kept oh being like, God. where's Kevin? I'm like, I don't know. Like, text him. And then she would text him. And then Kevin would go to the bathroom and respond to the text. Like, hey, I'm just busy doing something, whatever. We hung out for like hours. We had dinner together. <laughs> And he had a hat on, like, kind of like you're wearing a bucket hat now. He put on a hat, so, like, Kevin would never wear a hat. But, like, the mix of the hat and the no beard, she just thought he was a different person. Holy crap. And so we hung out for, the like, hours and hours. And finally we told her, like, Holy he was crap. Kevin the whole time. And she was, like, her mind was, like, totally <laughs> blown. <laughs> it wow. was very funny. That's fun. Yeah, stuff like that's fun. You can't do that anymore now that you're an adult. Right. It sucks. Sucks. Such I a did. Baron Cohen gets to do it, and we can't. Yeah. This is called ATV Crash. Hey guys, this is uh, Trapman5298 from the Patreon Discord. You know, I'm around. Anyway, uh, long time listener, first time caller. This is the story of, uh, I think I was like 11 maybe. Anyway, we go camping with another fam. My family goes camping with another family every year. And uh, we usually go on, like, four, we call them four-wheel ATV rides. And so we were on an ATV ride, and I was only, like, ten. I was probably younger, actually, thinking about it. I was probably, like, eight. So I was riding with my sister, but I was, like, riding behind her, like, holding on to her as we were riding. Anyway, we got behind a group. We got behind the group that we were riding with. And uh, so they were at the bottom of a hill out of our eyesight and so we were trying to catch up so we were going pretty fast down this hill and by the time we saw them my sister couldn't slow down or hit the brakes fast enough so she jumped off of the four-wheeler and just left me on the four-wheeler and we hit into the rest of the group with our four-wheeler we hit their four-wheelers with our four-wheeler that i was riding on by myself because my sister abandoned me like a jerk anyway four-wheelers went flying i i don't know what happened to me but i was on the ground with my head cracked open and blood going everywhere and the 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 only thing i remember was hearing my sister scream before the crash and then i remember looking at my sister's shirt because i my head was on her shirt and her shirt was full of blood which was coming out of my head but yeah so it got stitched up and my head is back to one piece instead of two but yeah that's my story that's really hard to keep to one minute okay bye Wow. I hope he's alive. I don't know if he is. I got in a crash on a three-wheeler once. Really? One wheel less. Whoa. Yep. I got a crash on a two-wheeler. Really? A bike? Yeah. Nice. Ran into a mailbox. Did you really? Uh-huh. What the mailbox did to you? But looking at me bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's listen to Chad. Hey, guys. Uh, my name's Chad. Hey, Chad. Discord, I go by girlfriend guy. Yeah. Um... He doesn't go by girlfriend guy. On the Discord, he's girlfriend guy because he won't shut up about his girlfriend. Continue. Oh, okay. So that's just a name given I, to I him? I gave it that's to him, yeah. Nickname? I gave it to him. Okay. Uh, on the Discord, I go by girlfriend guy. <laughs> um, when I was in high school, uh, friends and I started doing shrooms, and we got these uh, uh, white chocolate ones that were in these little molds, like little different shapes. And... Um, I remember my first one was uh, bride and groom, and then we started tripping, and a friend of ours wasn't tripping, he was just smoking pot, so he decided to drive us around the woods, um, and while we were driving in the woods, he, he was so stoned, he stopped uh, like 20 or 30 feet 
early at a stoplight in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the woods, middle of the night. And, uh, and it was just like this super long, awkward pause. And then he finally figured it out and pulled forward and we drove by. And, and then as soon as he turned at the light, a cop uh, pulled out of the bushes and started following us. And we were all just losing our minds, freaking out. <clears throat> and uh, he, he started following us and a deer came out of the woods and hit the side of our car as we were driving. And he immediately turned on his lights and pulled us over. And uh, pulled over the we deer. got out of the car. I got out of the car. I was fully tripping. My pupils were enormous. My hair was all over the place. My beard was crazy. I was barefoot. I got out of the car. I stood a couple feet from this cop. And he, he looks at the side of the car and he sees all this, you know, deer hair and, and moisture and stuff on the on the car. And he looks at it and he says, well, there's no damage. So you're good to go. And we just got back in the car and drove away. <laughs> like it was no big deal. And he didn't follow us anymore. We went home. We were all losing our minds, freaking out. And, uh, we got back to the house and we decided to eat more shrooms because that's what you do when you're already tripping. And, uh, so I got out the next chocolate and it was in the shape of a deer. And, uh, we just lost our minds. I, it was the most momentous thing that could have possibly happened. It was incredible. We, we, we went crazy. Uh, but then my friend just started throwing up and the rest of the night was pretty normal. So, uh, but yeah, a normal night always ends in throw up. In the middle of a story, I just realized we are on like a red ant hill, and Ooh. my bag and my shoes and legs and everything is covered in ants. Really? There are a lot of ants in all our stuff here. Ah. Uh. Not ideal. Not all cops are bastards. See? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know what? That redeems all cops in my mind. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. They're all good now. Yeah. No, I like that story, Chad. I feel uh, like any story that is about being on drugs or in a dream are like asterisk. Like, by the way, this story is like, doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> the story don't count. I have a non-cop drug story. Non-drug cop story. All right. I was, uh, have I told this before? I was f- 16. I didn't have, I, I had like my license, but you need to wait six months before you can like sure. drive with another. You need your permit. Else. My permit. I have my permit. Uh, and I was, me and my friends had just gotten, we ate at Fridays. Mm-hmm. This was like on a Friday night. Ooh, and then Friday we were, Fridays. We were pulling out and I forgot to turn my lights on. So like as I pulled out of the driveway or of the parking lot, I turned my lights on and then, I don't know, I guess I was swerving or something trying to do that. I don't know. And then I, a cop pulls me over and he says, hey, uh, how much you had to drink tonight? I was like, uh, nothing. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, really? Why do I smell alcohol? I'm like, you don't. I, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. And like he he like was so convincing that I thought maybe I had drank it. Like he, <laughs> it, it was it was it was so scary. He was being such a a jerk. Power trippy jerk. Yeah, and he was like, "I smell alcohol. Why are you stuttering? Like why oh are you God. why are you why are you so nervous?" I'm like, so he said, "Why are you stuttering?" Then he said, "Why are you why are you why are you so nervous?" Because that's what you just said. Yeah, that's he, so he, he started stuttering. He started. He was imita- imitating uh, you. Imitating me. Wow. Okay. Um, and. Uh, but I was nervous because I thought of like I was gonna get in trouble with the the permit thing. Yeah. Because I had more, I had a bunch of friends with me. Sure. And he gets, he pulls me out of my car. He's like, hey, get out of the car. I was like, oh crap. And he's he's like, walk to the back. And I'm like, I don't know. I've seen cop shows and stuff, so like I'm like, yeah. All right. And I put my hands on my car and like, yeah. I, I was like, I didn't know what to do. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. I thought. I don't know. He's like, okay, can you walk in the straight line? Oh I'm my like, gosh. Yeah. And I was like nervous. I'm like, of course. It's like, oh, what if I yeah, mess this up? So I walk in a straight line and then my brother had all of these Gatorade bottles because he played soccer. So he had like all these half drink Gatorade bottles rolling oh around gosh. the car. So another officer gets out. They make all my friends get out and he, they are like searching with flashlights and like, oh, like s- opening all the bottles and smelling them and stuff. Um, and like then blue, 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 rush. blue, blue, red, green, blue. orange. And, uh, then he, he eventually just lets us go. These power he tripping was, cops, man. He lied. Like he straight up lied. He's like, I smell alcohol. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I know, yeah. I'll never forget his face. He had like piercing blue eyes. He was a dick. He was like 50 years old. He was just an ass. Yeah. There was this cop in my town that always used to hassle me and my friends. One time he handcuffed me to a bench because oh I was throwing snowballs. And then he, he, he was such a weird power trippy guy. His name was Andy Dar. He got fired 
because he dry fired a gun, which you're not supposed to do, and it shot a hole through the side of the police station and into the library across the street. What? We, my, my friends and I went and saw the Wait, hole. Wait, what's dry fire? Like when you're cleaning a gun, you like dry fire it to like, I don't know. I, I don't really know. So but did a bullet come Yes, out? there was a bullet in there. And it went through the police station and into the building next door. And I went and looked at the hole and looked at the new pane of glass that had been installed in the police station. Jeez. My friends and I were throwing um, like snowballs at each other one night. And he, he got mad at us, handcuffed us to a bench, and then proceeded to show us how far he could throw snowballs. <laughs> he, he got fired like a week later. It sounds like Reno 911. I know. I mean, a lot of... Co- I mean, obviously our stories represent extreme privilege because we're white and I'm sure other folks who aren't white have had much scarier interactions with the cops, but it just goes to show that sometimes cops can take their power tripping position and be really big jerks about it in an unnecessary way. Yes. Yeah. As they've demonstrated a lot this past few weeks. Yes. It's been strange. <sighs> well, on that note, thanks for watching everyone. And thank you for sending in your stories. This is such a fun story time. Yes. I loved it. Loved it. I loved it. Loved it. And we loved it. Thanks for watching and thanks for being well. And goodbye. 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 (laughs) What a beautiful episode to um, have just listened to or watched. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was just beautiful to hear the stories of the public and also our reactions. And we were in the desert and I'm so tired. You look very tired. I know. I barely slept last night. And now it's nighttime, and I gotta sleep again, barely? Your eyes look like the equivalent of, like, when you see a girl not wearing makeup. Oh, because it's such circles? Yeah. Well, I slept for, like, two hours last night. Two or three hours, because I went camping, and I just barely slept, and I went surfing in the middle of the night under a full moon. Why didn't you sleep? Because you were scared? No, to be honest, I was so... I went surfing from midnight to 2 a.m. under a full moon, and it was incredible. And when I got back to the campsite, I was, like, so jazzed from having surfed that I just, like, could not go to sleep. And I had Avengers on my iPad. I've never seen Avengers. <laughs> so I watched the first hour of Avengers <laughs> from, like, 2.30 to 3.30. Oh. And then I ended up waking up at 6.30. Yeah. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. And if you want to hear the truth about uh, what I do, that was, I just said it. Yeah, so just replay that, I guess, if you want to hear it again. I'm on zombie mode right now. I'm just tired, dude. Yeah. Looks like you've had your your life sucked. Yeah, my life got sucked. And, um, yeah, if you want to hear Cole, um, the story of how Cole killed those kids, no. definitely check out her Patreon. For only $5, you can incriminate him and hopefully send his ass to prison. Speaking of prison, actually, that guy, that cop that I mentioned, Andy Dar, from mm-hmm. my hometown, I just searched his name on Google to see if I got the name right. And it turns out he sued my town when he got fired. Did he win? I don't know. I was I was reading through the lawsuit, and it's so many pages, and it's really hard to tell. I'm pretty sure he lost the lawsuit, but he did sue my hometown. Oh, no. Which is so funny to, like, get fired for being a cop, and then you sue the town. Yeah. Anyway. That's what I would have done. It Well, it doesn't make sense because you haven't heard my story yet. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, All right. Thanks, everyone, for the support, and keep watching and listening to us, and then uh, nothing else. That's it. Bye. Bye. You ever get fist bumped? <laughs>